0: everyone we have some links in our description on how to do your own activism with the black lives matter and anti-racist movements whether it's donating to the cause signing petitions or going to marches and protests do your own research because together we can create real change Hello and welcome to our podcast. My name is Angeline,
1: and I'm Gracie.
0: And I'm Angeline.
1: <laughs> you already said that.
0: I know, but you just say it in such a great way, where it's like, <laughs> "And I'm Gracie."
1: Listen, I've got that game show announcer voice. Sometimes, I'm Gracie, and welcome to the prize <laughs> is right.
0: Come um, on down. I thought you were gonna say the feminist critique. No. Come on down <laughs> Come on to down. Lesbotown. I mean what?
1: <laughs> yes, it's Pride Month, you guys. We've already done one Pride Month movie. Now we're moving on to our second one. And chica, I gotta chica, be honest, choo-choo. it's kind of it's kind of a special anniversary because the first year we did Pride Month, we actually did an Alice Wu movie.
0: Yes, we did her first movie.
1: And now she's come out with a new one, and we get to talk about it, and I'm so excited. Like, we were actually back and forth on what we were going to be doing. Like, we had no intentions of doing this movie until Netflix released it. And then I was like, oh my god, right? Like, a movie from Netflix, like, typically their teen stuff isn't that great. But then I was like, oh my gosh, it's the same director, It did Saving saving Face. face. (laughs) And it was like, I know that movie. So, we're doing that today. Now, of course, there's no box office uh, information, no real budget information. Um, But it was directed by Alice Boo, whose only other directorial note is Saving Face, which you should definitely listen listen to that episode after you listen to this
0: That is a crying shame that she has not directed more.
1: Y'all, this woman needs more work. Yeah, she's amazing. Like both that movies, fir-
0: I have loved. Yeah, like, that first movie was fantastic. Like and so funny, so funny, so wholesome. Like so amazing, and then like this one. we'll, we'll get into it. Like <laughs> it, I cried. I cr- like it was good. So yeah. um, it it stars uh, Leah Lewis
1: who. She hasn't been in too much stuff. Um, she plays a Georgia George fan in Nancy Drew, uh, the Nancy Drew reboot TV series on CW. She was in Station 19 for a couple of episodes. Um, she was in Guidance. She's been acting since uh, 2005, so she's
0: been around. Um, and she was also on The Voice as a contestant.
1: It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, oh, no, she's on
0: Sing It. No, she was on The Voice, too.
1: I don't see that on her IMDb.
0: Um, well, it's on her Wikipedia.
1: Oh, well, okay. Um, then we have, uh, Daniel Dimere, who plays Paul Munsky. Um, he hasn't been in a lot of stuff either. Uh, he was in a TV series called Sacred Lies, where he played a character named Cole. Um... He's in a couple of TV movies. He was in well, one he, episode of The Man in the High Castle. He's young, you know. He's
0: also Canadian.
1: Oh, of course. <laughs> I,
0: I uh, was pretty sure, like, watching this movie, I was like, oh, yeah, this was absolutely, like, uh, actually, it apparently was not filmed in Canada. I thought it was filmed in Canada. Okay. Uh, I was wrong. I was wrong.
1: And then we have um, Alexis Lemire as the other main actor, actress in this movie. Uh, she was in a movie called Cerebrum, or is going to be in a movie called Cerebrum. It hasn't come out yet. She was also in Truth or Dare as one of the characters. Uh, and she's been in a, The Other Mother is a TV movie. That sounds like a Lifetime movie. I bet if I clicked on that, it would tell me it was Lifetime. Is it a Lifetime movie? It is. I think so. a lifetime so. movie. <laughs> it is a lifetime movie. So, yeah, like, eh, not a lot of,
0: um... I, I do want to say one of the actresses in this movie, though, is uh, Becky Ann Baker, who plays the teacher. And yeah. uh, she was known for her portrayal uh, as Gene uh, Weir in Freaks and Geeks, which if you n- have not watched Freaks and Geeks fantastic show like so good nobody the
1: criminality d- of one season
0: yeah like it's like it was an emmy award-winning show that like didn't get more than one season which is so sad but you uh, and think then about she- that tv
1: show look at how many careers it has launched
0: oh absolutely <laughs> and then she was also in girls and she's re she's received a few like nominations from uh, primetime emmys nice Uh, So, yeah, the
1: last thing I'm going to mention is the Rotten Tomatoes score. It is 96% critical and 81% audience. So, overall, very well liked. Um, Though I am surprised that the audience score is that low. Um, I guess they were mad because it didn't end in an actual romance. Um, Or it was gay. (laughs) uh, Yeah. If you didn't like this movie, you're homophobic. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're allowed but to you not like it. But you are. <laughs> um so, let's talk about this movie. Uh so, it basically opens up with this beautiful uh like animation sequence talking about how people used to be born with two like, you know, two sets of arms, two sets of legs, two hearts. Um but the gods scared of, you know, their their attachment severed them and the whole point of it was that soulmates eventually find each other right yeah and you're thinking oh this is a romance movie that makes sense because uh, it is tagged as romance comedy drama so that's what you're thinking mm-hmm. um and then we get introduced to um Ellie. ellie's character And Ellie is a very smart, but very introverted young woman. Uh, She charges people $20 for essays, which I feel like she is undercutting herself. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. She doesn't really have any friends. She's living in this small town in, I think it's Washington State or something. Yeah, it's
1: a fictional town in Washington State. So it's always, basically, she lives in Forks. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so she makes that extra money writing homework papers for her fellow students. And right. she she lives with her father, um, who is heavily depressed, right? Very. And Very. Uh, she performs most of his duties as the station master and single mm-hmm. signal man. Um, yep. So she is taken on... A lot of responsibility for somebody who is, like, 17, 18.
1: Yeah. And she, you know, like, even her teacher is, like, (laughs) she makes the joke about how, you know, five different takes on Plato, well done. (laughs) You know? Uh, Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, so she wrote all of these different papers (laughs) for five different people, and her teacher was, like, her teacher knows that she's doing it <laughs> but her teacher's also like yeah well then i'd have to read like their crap and like i just don't want to so
1: <laughs> yeah her well, teacher's I- pretty awesome
0: <laughs> i know i w- i was like yes to this teacher <laughs> who cares like yeah that kid, she, she probably needs the money. Like, she needs that extra money. So. Well, she
1: does because, yeah. like, the, the, her dad doesn't make a lot of money with the job he has. So she does this side hustle to, like, pay the bills. I mean, there's even this scene where she's on the phone trying to get the light company on the phone. And they're like, oh, yeah, you need $50. Otherwise, you know, your lights are going to get cut off. She didn't have $50. And that's where Paul comes in. Paul is this hulking huge teenager football player who is just so naive and so
0: dumb he is like wisconsin <laughs> or like minnesota like that's it, where his family's from and they are all like like germans they're like hulking big boned <laughs> german people who like like and, you know and brought sausage yeah, bratwurst and and uh, the the stuff that like you put on the sausages that is pickled, and I can't think. Yes, that thing. Like that, they are sure like salt of the earth Germans. So idiots.
1: They are um, midwestern for. They're very midwestern for a movie that takes place on the West Coast. Which oh yeah, I guess the Washington is the Midwest. State of the west
0: coast, <laughs> it's true, it's true. Well, that's the thing, we all think, like, when you think of Washington, uh, state, you're just like, oh, Seattle, upper class, that's where Starbucks was born, but like, th- that's a big state, and Spokane is there, so yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, also ignore the talking in the background, you know, things are what they are. Um, the disrespect. So <laughs> It's just, I don't have any sound blocks for my room that I record in. Um, So, (laughs) anyway, he comes to her and he writes this letter because he's in love with this girl that's in their class. And so he writes this letter and he's like, so yeah, I really like you. Like you've ever seen that vine where it's like, "Hey, I like you a well, lot. I think you're really cool." Like that's the vibe his letter uh,
0: gives me. Oh no! It, well, it's it's also got a little bit of like, "Uh, bitch, <laughs> I love you. Oh my god, I'm never gonna stop loving you, bitch." Yeah,
1: it really does. And he's like, "Yeah." So um, you're like. All of these amazing things. Also, do you like fries? Because and, and, I like and dipping
0: fries in milkshakes. I like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's this, so... this dum-dum. <laughs> this I watched big this hulking video. football dum-dum.
1: I, wa- I watched this video from Read With Cindy. She's one of my favorite booktubers. And she was like, yeah, this himbo. And I'm like, oh my god, it's such a perfect word for him. Because <laughs> he's just this hulking... Hulking, he, naive,
0: but he big, ultimately he, sweet. Like he's just a mess. He he, a big old dum dum. Like, <laughs> but he's like cute, so it's okay. Yeah, he's a
1: very wholesome. Like he's not a toxic character, like at all. Like, um, he's he portrays, uh, you know what you would think would be a toxic character, but we have to give it to what's his face. He's the real toxic character. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I couldn't even
0: I don't even remember his name. Ms. Oh, uh, Wolf, is, Wolfgang.
1: Wolfgang. Yeah, he plays trig. He's Aster's boyfriend. Um, yeah, cuz Paul is in love with Aster, but Aster is dating Trig and her dad, of course, is like this very strict Catholic. And he he likes Trig. He thinks Trig is this wholesome boy who has a future ahead of him. Um, he's a football player. He's also so stupid and so self indulgent, like Oh
0: my god, that like ugh. every time you see um cause Aster is quiet. Like well yeah she's quiet but like she's considered one of the popular girls. Her but she's a little bit is that she yeah. likes books. Yeah, she likes books. <laughs> but no I mean she's a little bit more a little bit more than just the, uh, you know, the, t- the stereotypical, like, uh, pretty popular, pr- pretty popular girl. She likes reading. She, you know, is doing a lot of thinking because I guess that's what people do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She, she just see she's a little bit more and Ellie can see that. Yeah. She can see and, that part of her.
1: Uh, we find out that it's not just Paul that has a crush on Aster, but Ellie oh, yeah. does, too and Ellie has been tasked I don't know if anyone has ever seen or read uh, Serrano de Bergneck*, but essentially Serrano de Bergneck*, to give you a quick synopsis is the story of a man with a super long nose who feels he's super ugly and he's in love with a woman named Roxanne and he actually helps this guy who is also in love with Roxanne by writing love letters for him to her and falls more in love with her Right. So that's basically like you can tell that's where the inspiration for part of the storyline comes from. Because Ellie is the Serrano in this situation. And wasn't Paul. There a,
0: hmm? wh- wasn't there like this store, like a movie based off of this story that was like god awful? There's there's three movies that I know
1: of. One is absolutely terrible. Um, you should do like that. A high school setting. <laughs> And we then should there's do that. one that's Steve Martin, and it's called Roxanne. And then there's the actual French version that has Gerard Depardieu in it as Cyrano, which I've seen and that which- in my French class.
0: So, I I, I, I like remember saying watching that guy. It. I like saying his name, Gerard what? Gerard, Gerard
1: Depardieu. Depardieu. I know it's. Uh.
0: I mean, he ugly, but like that name.
1: That's good, <laughs> Gerard. I just like the fact that you have to say it like that. You know, like, Gerard. it's not Gerard Butler.
0: It's Sherard. I can't even say it. But, like, Gerard. I don't know. Desbardieu? <laughs> De- De- <laughs> De- <Bardu. laughs> okay, anyway. We're done. <laughs> so stupid. Uh- <laughs> you know what? I just, I loved this movie. Like, I think that's it, it why. Left, it left me with
1: joy, right? And there's a couple yeah. of setup scenes that I really liked you know so Ellie and Paul like they start off like they're not going to be friends and Paul who has a truck just decides to run alongside Ellie while she's on her bike like every but- time they're having
0: a conversation and oh I- yeah that's the thing he does have a truck like that's the thing he says in his letters like uh I, I play truck. football and <laughs> have a truck right but yeah he is running after Ellie every time because she she bikes t- to and from school right mm-hmm. and there's also these kids who to, uh go by, by her and they yell um like chugga chugga
1: choo choo cuz her last name is chu. Yeah, cuz her last name is chu. And works at the train station.
0: Yeah, uh and there's a yes. part where when that happens um Paul goes running after them and throws, like, a can or something at them. Yeah, he's like, hey,
1: wait, stop. And they stop, and he's like, stop being a dick. (laughs) And then he throws a can at them. (laughs) And I was like, yay, unproblematic fave.
0: (laughs) Paul's such a wholesome little being. Well, he's not little. He's humongous. But, But, like, I don't know. I think that um, Daniel, like... Really plays the character really well of kind of being like a big old dum-dum Like that's that's (laughs) my first thought. I was just like, this kid is dumb, but he's got the cute.
1: He's like a five year old in a sense, like you know, almost infantile in his naivety and his innocence. Like he's he's so innocent. That's what it is. Like he is this innocent
0: little bean. (laughs) You know, <laughs> I just, um, I love. Him but the so other much. thing too about Paul is that his family. He works at his family's restaurant, right? And they make sausages, and he <laughs> wants to change the recipe. And one of them is the taco, um, the the sausage taco, which apparently is actually very good because yes. uh, Ellie and her dad end up eating it um, because. Uh, like, um, Paul's just hanging around all the time because El- he's paying her $50 for every single letter that she's writing. And Ellie's like, yeah, we have to, like, it's a game. Like, we've got to play the game. You yeah, know?
1: exactly. And he's like, yeah, but I want to text her. And she's like, no, it's too early for that. Trust me. And then she gives Aster her, like, basically kick
0: account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um and oh oh yeah because uh they couldn't do the regular texting because I guess um she Esther's didn't, she, she didn't trust Paul well, no, Paul's no like emoji
1: emoji emoji
0: no no no, no. the reason that uh, Esther says that her sister had hacked her phone and is reading all of her text messages so she has to use uh almost um like a, like another app to do the texting it's like kick or there's that other one too um oh shoot it does doesn't matter call? it's
1: something similar to that
0: yeah um. so you know so it's all like decrypted i mean honestly the one thing that they should have put in this a little bit more with snapchat but obviously they couldn't
1: no they went with fake like it's not venmo it's like cashmo yeah (laughs) you know it's like this movie was not sponsored by venmo so we're not gonna say it (laughs) um so yeah like uh what ends up happening is paul actually goes on a date with Aster thanks to all of ellie's setup and ellie is trying to tell him about this book and she's like yeah you know the symbolism with the nazis or something like that and so they're having a conversation at the table and it's very awkward and then Aster slides the book over and she's like, Yeah, um, you should totally read this and he's like, Oh yeah, I have, you know. I like uh and she goes, Oh, well what's your favorite part? And he's like, Uh,
0: I like the uh the, the Nazis, you know? <laughs> and it's like, Guy, you're German. What? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it no don't do this to yourself um but yeah it really is like so awkward to watch and so beautiful and like awful at the same time we've uh, all but been there like,
1: come on let's be honest we've all oh, been on a yeah. date where it's just awkward silence the
0: whole time oh my god i it's know so i've been uncomfortable on, i've been on a few of these dates and you're just like somebody uh, i'm gonna go now um <laughs> oh yeah I had a good time um talk I'm out. to you never <laughs> I'm just going to walk out now um yeah oh by the way also there's uh, another thing um so Ellie's teacher uh is encouraging her to apply to a uh, college outside mm-hmm. um Grinnell Grinnell College mm-hmm. I don't know bigger than Where? the
1: community college it's an actual college that's about an hour away in
0: Iowa Yeah so, and uh, Iowa is like, a lot further than right. Where's Iowa? <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure it's not that far. Like, it was an hour by train. So, um, hold on. Are I'm you, gonna, s-
0: I don't Iowa. think that works because if this is in Washington state and that's in Iowa, Iowa's in like the middle of the country. It's true.
1: Maybe I misheard who, what it was. Maybe. Maybe it was Idaho? Idaho's No, it's Iowa. Oh, well, shit. Huh. Yeah. Why the hell would she go to Grinnell in Iowa? That's not a huge school. Oh, whatever. Um, anyway, so she, um... Oh, God, where were we? So, yeah, the teacher wants her to go to this big college, but she's like, I can't. I have to stay in community college and take care of my dad. Um she ends up like the movie is really just her having a budding friendship with Paul and so she and Paul like do this thing where she's like okay new plan we've got three weeks to train you up to be the perfect person for Aster and then they
0: start stalking Aster oh my god (laughs) which like is a little much (laughs) a little bit like i guess their hearts in the
1: right place but also it's so weird do not do this
0: <laughs> yeah don't stalk even if you like somebody don't stalk them that's not cool not a bit
1: um <laughs> this is also one of the funnier parts in the movie is where you know <laughs> she, he's like yeah do you want to go to my parents house for dinner like and she's like yeah that sounds good you know cuz they're like watching aster And they get there and, like, okay, his family is a bunch of big, loud Midwesterners. Like, they're yelling and screaming at each other at the table. Like, he is the fourth of four sons at the very least, right? Like, there are three older brothers. His mom, his dad. I think he also has a sister. Like, this is a a really loud family and so they're just standing there at the door while everyone is fighting over the dinner table it's like the worst thanksgiving dinner ever and so they just decide to go to her place instead and he makes uh you know he ends up eating with them and he's just like sitting in front of the tv this big old goofball (laughs) just enjoying the heck out of whatever classic movie the dad is watching
0: yeah <laughs>
1: it's so funny and then they're watching this scene where um you know there's like a train and and Ellie goes god she's honestly thinking that guy's a moron i'm so glad i'm leaving this small town <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, and and she's, like, cynical teenager, right, sort of thing, right? And he's just like, oh, but it's, like, kind of romantic or whatever. And she's (laughs) like, no. (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: Not at all. This girl is, like, two two steps away from black nail polish and spiked chain necklaces.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think she would be on that kind of train with a, but, you know... She's too busy, <laughs> like she's too busy doing her father's job. Plus, plus everybody uh,
1: else's work at school. Plus,
0: her yeah, own. yeah, like she, she is too much work to like you know do yeah. other stuff. Like there's a part later on where her teacher's like, "Yeah, um, the essays are getting worse," and she's like, "I'm dealing with something." Come on. <laughs> and the teacher's like, "Do you think it's gonna work out?" Leave me alone. <laughs> Um, so, so anyways, like, after, uh, Ellie and Paul start to, like, you know, bond and open up about their, like, struggles and stuff, right? Paul goes on the second date with Aster, and it does not go well. It's bombing as well. It's, it's going downhill. Yeah, but Ellie Ellie starts saving the, the evening by texting Aster and pretending to be Paul, who
1: is looking out the window going, What are you doing? And she's like, Just look at your phone. Uh, it was so funny. And then asked her, you know, like, feels comfortable and everything. And, uh, oh, sorry. Paul even asked her, you know, like, can we be more than friends? Could we actually, like, go on a date or something? I don't remember exactly the timeline, but it's well, after he, this like, date.
0: Yeah, he ends up, like, saying his, like, romantic interest in Aster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And then, like, you know, tells Ellie that he had kissed her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're in the, like, thrift shop <laughs> because they're shopping for an outfit for her to wear. Because at this high school, apparently all seniors have to take place in a talent show
0: yeah, that's Very the thing strange. I found um but yeah that's a that's the thing. So the she ends up like going for this talent show and be before there is like this rock thing where uh Trigg is like he ta- you know he takes the house down like people people love it or whatever right So then uh what ends up happening is she goes next like immediately and somebody has messed up the piano. Like yeah, those kids that are string. bullying her. Yeah. yeah. So her song is like messed up. But Paul uh takes one of the kids' guitar and then like slides it across the stage and he's like, do your song. And
1: and she, and she does. does, and
0: it's so beautiful.
1: And it's about our mom who passed. I away. cried. This is the part where Ajeline cried.
0: I did. <laughs> I cried. I thought it was so beautiful. Like it was it was mm-hmm. great. And and people love it. They absolutely, like, they're they're clapping, they love it, right? And then Paul brings Ellie to a party, like, the after party. She
1: gets drunk playing Catan.
0: Yeah. Like, the nerd that she is.
1: I was like, I have never thought of mixing drinks with Catan, okay? Catan is, like, a board game where you pretend to trade stuff, and, like, it's, it's, it's so nerdy. It's such a nerdy game. And they're like, yeah, let's go play Catan with drinks. And I'm just like, what? What is this? And now I'm like, I'm thinking of all my nerdy friends. And I'm just like, oh, God, when when COVID-19 has allowed me to go to other people's houses, I want to do this.
0: I <laughs> do, too. It would be so much fun. Um. So... The, she gets drunk it, you know it's uh it's great she has a like a fun time right <laughs> yeah. um and, and then paul oh sweet paul yeah he he brings her home like uh, or to his to his home. place his place she sleeps in his bed right and then he sees the letter in her mm. bag uh, addressed to the food credit critics uh about his like, sausage creation. Yeah, she's writing them
1: in his name to the food critic so that he'll, you know, take a look at the, you know, come and try them and stuff. Like, it's so sweet. Um, Mm -hmm. But the next morning, uh, she wakes up, she takes the aspirin, and then we hear Paul's mom bringing in Aster, and so she's like, shit, 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 get dressed, get dressed. And she's, like, half-dressed, and Aster comes in, and they're like, oop, whoop. Oh, Paul Ben Paul Ben Paul. Well that's around. the thing. Even
0: yeah, like, like what is uh what's his name's mom, like uh Colleen. Uh-huh. Colleen Munsky. She comes in and she's like, Oh, you're Paul's Chinese friend And it was like, Whoa. Oh, yikes. Uh, no. Colleen, <laughs> what are you
1: doing? <laughs> yikes. Um, so yeah, uh Astra's like, you know, well Paul's not here and you're here, you know. You wanna go hang out? and ellie agrees and so they go to this little steam pond
0: like hot spring
1: uh, hot spring yeah and they
0: swim and they and have ellie, like this
1: uh <laughs> aster gets naked
0: <laughs> yeah but they have like this intimate like conversation that is just it's beautiful yeah they feel like, it it really seen is... by each other and yeah. while this
1: while this is happening Paul is with Ellie's dad making pork buns. <laughs> Which is adorable. He's so fucking cute. Oh, I want to find a guy as wholesome as
0: Paul. <laughs> um, so during this moment where they're at the hot springs, that's when Aster reveals that Trig intends to marry her. Um, and then Ellie reveals that she does not believe in God and talks about her deceased mother.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, it's a heavy conversation. Also, Aster, honey, you're 17. You don't have to get married right out of high school. You really don't. Especially not to Trigg. Oh, God. Whose idea of a good time is to go mudding.
0: Yeah, no. Okay, girls out there, because I'm sure that, well, I actually don't know if they're (laughs) listening, but... You don't have to marry your high school sweetheart. Don't do it. You're going to be miserable. Go to it's liberal. <laughs> go to so, Go to college. Take some liberal arts. And go become bisexual. And get into witchcraft. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Every girl has to go through her witchcraft phase. It's only there. It's a rite of passage. We've all yeah. done it.
0: Sometimes you're way too much in your two-year witch cafes and you're still doing it at 32 years old and you're buying crystals because what the fuck's wrong with you? I mean, what? Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you about that? This is a side note, but I went out with this guy, right? And at one point I was like, yeah, so, like, I know I buy these crystals or whatever. Like, I know it's dumb, but, like, whatever. And he stopped seeing me because of that. And I was just like... Even if it has a... Plis- like, really? Really? You're going to be that dickhead? Like, come on. Like, well, even... That's none of your business. Signs. Are you He's saying like, That's all right. I, I don't want you to cast a spell on me. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> Take that! Paul, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, that was not his name. No. He's a... He was a nice guy, even though he kind of ghosted me, and... But he did not break up with me on my birthday. So I guess that's good. He broke up with me a week after my birthday, (laughs) even though he should have broke up with me two weeks before he broke up with me. Nice. Um, Yeah.
1: So, yeah, uh, uh, Ellie and Esther have a great conversation. Um, And then, you know, they make it back. Well, Ellie's thinking, man, that went great, you know, but also, holy shit, what am I going to do? And then Paul is, Paul's restaurant is right across the street from the train station. And so he's, like, taking the garbage out. And Aster comes up and, like, without really saying anything, she just walks up to him and kisses him hard. And Ellie sees it. Yeah. Sad face. Um, and then the next day she's getting, like, that um, Asian yogurt. Dr- yeah yogurt drink out of the um out of the machine and paul yeah because
0: earlier in. she's because earlier she said that she couldn't get it uh except for like in an, an asian food store which the fir- the nearest one was like an hour or two away so mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah um so paul comes in and then paul tries to kiss her because he thinks that she's in love with him And then it turns out, no, that's not it. Because Aster sees the whole thing. And then Paul realizes that Ellie's in love with
0: Aster.
1: And then he does the worst thing you could do when you find out
0: that someone (laughs) is gay. gay.
1: He says, that's a sin. You're going to go to hell. And then he left. But then I thought about it and I'm like okay so you have to understand that this is a kid who has no exposure at yeah. all to he's homosexuality.
0: He's only ever <laughs> He's only lived in this one town With in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and he's got like a family that is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I, I'm they're probably not tolerant. Well, I mean,
1: like they're obviously well. fundamentalist Christian, right? They're very devout Catholic. So, um he, like that's what his first education has, you know, shown him, right? Like if yeah. you're that, you're going to go to hell. And he's just stunned. The words pop out of his mouth like because later on, like of course, everybody has their emo moment about all of this, the fallout. They go to church, this this church scene is something it starts with trig getting up and asking Aster to marry him in front of the whole freaking oh no i forgot there's a a scene with paul and ellie's dad first
0: yeah uh (laughs) and they have a conversation about love right yeah and there's a part where like ellie's father is telling paul about this like in chinese and paul has no idea what's going on but he cannot understand you paul but but he can like feel i guess but anyways and then there's also this other scene where trig accuses ellie of being in love with him and ellie's like yes trig you got me i'm in love with you (laughs) what trig is so self-absorbed he can't
1: imagine right? Um, yeah. And then oh, there's also the part where Paul looks up how do you tell if you're gay and then the mom finds it, right? And she's so shook. <laughs> so oh, yeah, she's... Had, here we are at the church scene and Trig gets up and proposes marriage to Aster. Aster agrees and then Ellie pops up and she's like, no! And Trig is like, oh, Ellie, that's so flattering. But, oh, No. <laughs>
0: And you're like, Trig, shut up. It's like, yeah. no. Trig, you're the worst. Yeah. Um, but then Ellie and Paul, like, both interrupt the moment. They and reconcile. Aster realizes uh, that Ellie is the one who wrote the letters and was texting to her. And then she slaps Paul and she storms out. And like, teacher, she is. The teacher's pissed. like, that's what I call
1: divine intervention. <laughs> But the best part of this whole scene is that the mom was go tells Paul, honey, it's okay if you're gay. And then Paul's like, I'm not gay. And then later on, he's like, yeah, but mom, you know, I want to change Nana's recipe. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? And like hitting him with her purse. She's like, how fucking dare you? Like, you can be gay, but you cannot change my my Nana's sausage recipe.
0: That is a step
1: too far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, it- Everything goes to hell. Everybody's yelling at each other. It's It goes batshit, right? But then before leaving for uh, Grinnell, um, Ellie, like, talks to Aster and she apologizes for deceiving her. And Aster admits that she may have had feelings for Ellie and that she was applying for art school. Yeah. And that and th- then they have like this little back and forth that's like really cute they're right flirting. where they're like flirting and stuff and then ellie kisses aster and tells her that she'll see her in a couple of years <laughs> because that's
1: what art school does to a girl
0: yeah cuz aster is definitely bisexual at the very least <laughs> yeah um, or pan i don't know but same difference yeah oh well, that's a little that's a dicey statement <laughs> you can like you can identify any way that you want I I personally feel I say that I am bisexual personally um but what I mean is all genders I'm not gonna because like fair trans enough. women are women and trans men are men so right. if we're gonna go down that route then, but some people identify as pansexual, and if that's how they identify, who am I to say that that's wrong? Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not meaning to put anybody down. Like as far as that, um, I, I saw this. Uh, this conversation came up today, so I just wanted to like put that out there that it is okay, whatever way you, you identify, valid. or if you don't identify at all, you just love who you love. That is okay too. Yes, it's a but it does all fall under the bi umbrella, mm-hmm. right? So it's all very similar. So if, like, if you're pansexual, stop hating on bisexuals and thinking that they're transphobic because they're not. Like, Though, not- fuck Binet USA in there. We own the bi flag. <laughs> How dare... Exactly. How dare you? How- you can't own a flag. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> Sidetrack. Pastor no. is definitely bisexual or pansexual or whatever. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't identify. Who knows? Yeah. That's not for me to say. Uh, but so Ellie's Ellie on the does. Train. <laughs> yeah, Ellie is on the train, and her and Paul, uh, like, he sees Ellie off on the train platform and then tells her that his sausages have been receiving good reviews. And that he'll keep visiting her father. Yep. And then, as in the movie that they watched, he chases uh, her. He chases her. her, uh, Like he runs beside the train as it leaves, and she laughs at his silliness. And calls him a moron. (laughs) Yeah. And then, this is and then she's starting her. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then she's starting her new life at, at college. Honestly, I really hope that there is a sequel to this movie because I could see it.
1: Yeah. Um, now as far as uh trivia, there isn't a lot. Um no. the one thing I really wanna mention <laughs> which there is a thanks IMDB. <laughs> <laughs> But the one thing I do want to mention is a photo of Ellie's deceased mother is shown twice in the movie. This is, in fact, a picture of actress Joan Chen, who starred in Saving Face as the girlfriend to Will.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, nice callback. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say for Thanks IMDb, IMDb was Alice Wu's second feature film after, second, after 16 years. Thanks, IMDb. Uh,
1: Like,
0: (laughs) for Christ's sakes. This
1: is her second film after 16 years? Ah, I would have never guessed, even though I looked on her Wikipedia and IMDb page. (gasps) In all seriousness, though, I think walking away from watching both of Alice Wu's movies, this woman deserves way more money and way more ability to create. Like, she could be huge if you give her a chance and she can tell you know uh, stories that aren't white and heterosexual
0: <laughs> just let <a> witch, her <laughs> um, I, I will say though that this film did um, receive the Founders Award for Best uh, Narrative Feature from the 2020 Tribeca Film Festival so there's that
1: Yes. We definitely need more of her, though. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, we, de- but I, I, I'm, like, it just irritates me so much when I see that she's made two amazing movies and James Cameron is going to make four freaking Avatar sequels. <laughs> like, I hate okay, it. I, I hate it
0: so much. <laughs> he a man.
1: Ugh. A white man at that. A, A white, white man, straight man. Whew, man, from Canada. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean that's it as far as trivia. Now, as far as tests oh well, go, th-
0: there is one other thing, but I don't really care about it.
1: It doesn't
0: I, I, matter. No, I do care. <laughs> I care. Okay, so the opening monologue is the story told by Gracie. You're gonna have to say that word, Aristophanes. In Plato's Symposium. Thank you. (laughs) Aristophanes was a comedic playwright at the time of Socrates and Plato and is considered the greatest Greek comedic writer. And the Symposium is a dialogue about how the dinner that... Socrates attends during the dinner. Socrates in typical fashion begins to ask questions of his host and other guests. And the dialogue centers on the topic of love. And each
1: (laughs) interlocutor
0: attempts to answer the question of what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. me. Uh, And his story tells of how humans used to be whole and the gods got jealous and they split them apart and we spend the the rest of our lives searching for the other half. And according to this guy, our other half could be someone of the same or opposite gender.
1: What I like about what this movie does is it... It shows that there are different ways to love someone and that your soulmate might not not necessarily be a romantic partner, right? There's always this thing, especially in fiction where the idea of the soulmate is they're supposed to be the love of your life but that's not what a soulmate is a soulmate is your other half and that doesn't necessarily mean your other half in a romantic sense it just means that the two of you together belong somehow and paul and ellie are soulmates but they're only friends and that's okay (laughs) so
0: gracie what did you know that you're my soulmate?
1: Aww, I love it. Thank you. I'm glad you. You know that's that true.
0: The that both of us, like friendship-wise, just so they know, because you know, no homo. But <laughs> no I'm so homo. sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hate that I just said that, but but it is true that Gracie, you are my soulmate, my other half. Uh, my friendship the the person that i feel like i couldn't imagine doing the podcast with anybody else i th- i feel like we work so well together i love you oh <laughs> you i'm like blushing <laughs>
1: i love you so fucking much ashley i love you, you... bitch
0: i ain't never gonna stop loving you bitch <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I i got to tell y'all out here i got to tell you Okay, so th- this girl, right, or woman, whatever, lady, um, she, I, ha- I have a drag thing coming up on, on this Well, week. By, the I time, mean,
1: by the time it airs, it's I'll be happened. way over.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I have this drag thing, and she, I, I really wanted to do this video, but I did not have the program to do it right, and she took the time to do it for me, and it turned out absolutely beautiful, and I cannot thank her enough, so. And I just am like, it's nothing, really. But she's
1: like, no, but- it's amazing. Thank you. So, yeah, that's our friendship, though, where we just, like, do stuff for each other, and then are like, oh, don't thank me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I made her a whole blanket and she won't shut up about it oh crazy i love it so much my cat it's her I favorite do. blanket and i'm just like it yeah, is my cat it's 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 okay it's because i love you
0: <laughs> so. that blanket is beautiful and, and my cat does love that blanket i mean i know you didn't like intentionally make a blanket for my cat <laughs> but it's like it's one of those like you know blankets that you kind of like drape around your shoulders sort of thing mm-hmm. right that's so. a perfect little throw Um,
1: So, yeah. uh, (laughs)
0: Tests.
1: (laughs) Now that we're done with the love fest. (laughs) The people that come to listen to this podcast don't want to hear us anymore talk about how much we love each other. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, Chrissy. You're the best. (laughs) You're the best, too. Okay. All right. So, Tests. You guys. There's only one movie that has ever passed all the tests. Until today. And I will have you know... That the other movie was by the same freaking director. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so.
0: It's so funny because, like, the moment that it passed the final test, Gracie <laughs> went, Yes. Or, like, something. She was like, Huh, it passes all the tests. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> Yes! So, yeah! Let's hear them, right? Bechdel test. Two named female characters on screen alone talking about something other than a man. Aster and Ellie do this a couple of times. Then you have the racial Bechdel test. Two people of color on screen alone talking about something other than a white person. Aster is Latinx and Ellie is Asian, like Chinese. So it passes. Um, Then you have... The Macklemore test, you have a character whose story arc isn't pushing a white narrator, or pushing a male's character forward. Ellie is, while helping Paul, is also coming to terms with her own sexuality, and she has her Mm -hmm. own motivations for doing what she's doing. And she has growth and development, so it passes. And then you have the Duvernay test. You have a person who is... Um, black, indigenous, or another person of color whose story is not based on pushing a white narrative. Again, Ellie. She fits both of those same reasons. Then you have the uh, sexy lamp test. Can you get rid of a female character and not take away from the plot? There are only two named female characters in this movie, and that is Ellie and Aster. They are both vital to the plot. Therefore, you cannot get rid of either of them. And then the final test is the Vito Russo test. Is there LGBTQA representation in this film? Does it, is that person more than a stereotype? And do they matter to the plot? And the answer is yes, because Ellie is not that typical stereotypical, you know, like show of a lesbian character. And yeah. it's just so nice, right? Like, it's just so... It's so nice. Like, even her sexuality is not the focus of the movie. But it's still the, there. The st- it's still present. It's like,
0: well, that's the thing. You think it's going to... Like, I thought this was going to be, like, uh, a love story. Like, a, a lesbian love story. But, like... I mean, it's there. But it's, like... Not the main not, focus. It's not the main focus. It's a story of friendship and coming to terms. Like, it's a coming-of-age story. And I just... It was beautiful. It was it was such a good movie and I I loved every moment of it.
1: Yeah. So Alice Wu 2 for 2 on passing all six tests. So I mean Come on.
0: Yeah. Come on you guys. Do better. Do better. Okay? Yes. It's not hard to make a movie that passes all the tests and well, is good. Parent, and is good. Yeah. Well, apparently it is hard because it doesn't happen too often. I feel like maybe I'm hoping that it starts happening in the future, but
1: Yeah, like I I have to um, I lost all of my work uh, on the statistics of our testing and I have to go back and I have to redo it. So hopefully I have something by now, but like statistically speaking, it's it's so bad when you look at the representation. I mean, I don't know exactly what number movie this is, but we're over 100 at this point.
0: Over 100. We're, we're like at 120 or at least. No, we're like at 130. Yeah. Because like we just passed with Avatar, I think, 130. So we're like, with this one, it'll be like 140,
1: 135. 135, 140. So yeah, like we've done 135 movies for this podcast. The fact that only 2 of them have passed all 6 is
0: disgusting. That's
1: less than 1%. That's is less that than
0: kind half of on percent. us though for like the movies that we're picking cuz like not, we try necess- to...
1: not necessarily because we I mean this <laughs> this year's going to be a little different but like we've done a lot of um you know trying to focus um the problem is the focus is so hard to find outside like okay so my point is is like we dedicate every february to black history month and focus on black film right like and we also try to do that when we cover other months like in our first year we did chick flick movies and each each uh movie that we did was a different group of women right like you had the fried green tomatoes which was all white women And then you had, you know, Waiting to Exhale, which was all black women. We did um, the uh, Amy Tan film, uh, the Joy Luck Club, right? Yeah. It's so, so we try, right? The problem is there's so little
0: representation. And that's the thing. Also, like, there's not a lot of movies with, like, all Asian cast. I mean... we, I, when we came out with the Joy Luck Club, that's the same... I think it was the same week that Crazy Rich Asians came out, mm-hmm. right? And that was, like, the first time that there was, like, a full Asian cast that was an American film. And, like, well, hopefully... Talking about,
1: well, well, talking about Alice Wu, right? Like, when we watch Saving Face, one of the jokes in the movie is, like, there's only three Asian movies... Two of them are The Joy Luck Club and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and then it's porn.
0: Like that was the joke. Oh yeah. Or like Last Samurai or something. Yeah. Like there there is so or what was that one with Tom Cruise? Like it was a full out movie it was in the Japan. Last yeah, and they had a white dude in it. <laughs> like There's
1: what? another one that has Matt Dylan or Matt Damon in it and the same thing like the great oh my wall, god the great wall is that it yeah like
0: yeah <laughs> come oh my on. god i once i once read this book and i don't know why i read it it was it was called it was so problematic it was so bad it was called the blonde geisha no joke no it was yeah it was straight up trash i believe like it. i and it was about, like, a girl who got taken away from her family and was, like, brought up as a geisha, even though she was white. Yikes. And then, like, the evil guy that wanted to, like, take her away or something was Japanese. But then there was, like, an American guy that was coming to save her. And I was just like, yikes. No. My face what? is literally
1: s- that Chrissy Teigen gif.
0: Like, yeah, ugh. it was. it was straight up... And I don't, like, I I read this, like, years ago, and I, like, I did not like it, and I just remember being like, why did I get this? Like, I was intrigued by the title because it looked so bad.
1: Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> I guess that's it for this. Um, I personally yeah. love this movie. If you have not seen it and you have Netflix, I recommend. Please watch it. So worth oh, it. Absolutely. And then when you finish watching this, watch, uh, watch Saving Face. Like, good stuff. You can find Saving yeah. Face um, probably
0: on for Facebook. free
1: somewhere. But uh, honestly, I, try and find it on a Prime Video or something. Pay Alice Wu her dues. They're well-deserved. Yeah,
0: and I will say, like that movie saving face like we watched it like two years ago but it is like oh my god it's so good it is also fun fact it was produced by will smith
1: mm-hmm yeah
0: yeah yeah will
1: smith Anyways. believes in alice Boo.
0: <laughs> yeah uh, you should too
1: exactly um, next week we're going to be doing the bird cage. We were supposed—I—I I, I messed up last week when I was like, I think we're doing the bird cage. I forgot we were doing this one. So we're doing the bird cage next week, and then we're doing one of those Netflix documentaries. There's two
0: out. Um, we still haven't decided yet, but it's going to be one of well, those. Well, one's about like a porno shop, and then the other one's about a couple that uh, baseball yeah loving know. baseball they were gals just being pals pals <laughs> so I mean they made a movie about it but then you know yeah so less we, gay
1: we haven't decided on that but next week we're going to be doing the birdcage because that's a classic so I uh, can't wait um anything else Ashley? I'm gonna take your silences a (laughs) no I just said it alright so uh, we will see you guys next week have a great one bye
0: bye guys